Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you doing, Simon? I'm doing okay, doing all right. I've had uh, Dexter over this weekend, so it's a pleasure to see him. Uh, it's good he's been um, you know, doing what he normally does, which is uh, sit in his room playing video games and computer games. And so it's always, it's always a surprise logging back on after he's gone. Mm. to see uh, what's been installed over the weekend. Um, most surprisingly, Cisco web meeting software. <laughs> <laughs> he's 12. So, he's, he's a 12. CEO now, is he? Well, is that's, that, what it, that's what it sounds like, doesn't he's it? He's playing the game of capitalism. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I just know I just started my PC up and uh, it's logged into Cisco web meetings. Are there any... Okay. Uh, are there any logs of what he's been up to there? No, I probably well, don't want to know. Yeah, have a poke around. I get, yeah, I get a bit um, confused when I open Discord, and he's been on that as well, and you know, very strange. But um, yeah, he was banned from Roblox for three days. He was. Oh <laughs> over my the weekend. goodness! That was his achievement. What so, happened? Um, well, I couldn't quite get to the bottom of it. He reckons <laughs> that he um, he uh, he runs a. I don't know. I'm going to say a gang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he said he's got 75,000 individuals in it and he's the leader, which sounds like a lot of power. That really um, does. And he was uh, he was pulling together some adverts for it. <laughs> it all falls into place this year. Let's get some adverts. He's maybe talking to his comms director on web, <laughs> Cisco web meetings. <laughs> um, he was putting together some adverts, which apparently Roblox didn't like the look of, so he's been banned for three days. Wow. Do you yeah. think this is maybe, this sounds to me like a, a show of power by Roblox, who've seen this guy getting <laughs> stronger and stronger and they need to slap right. him down. Well, let because, they're, because they're floating. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Well, that's all right. Um, I'm okay. I think uh, I think you put it pretty well uh, when we, we joined the call and you said, we're nearly there, aren't we? <laughs> I'm a bit worried about this about this end goal, though, aren't you? Because I mean, so the closer that we get to Christmas, and I think mm. given that none of us have been away uh, this year, you know, I've certainly got a lot of holiday built up. So I'm 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 off for I think I'm off for about four weeks in in uh, total. Obviously, the closer you get to it, the uh, longer it seems to be it takes to get there. Mm. Just what are we all going to do once we what, we're at the end of Christmas and we're like January and we've got to sit in our bedrooms again forever. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to be able to cope. I think it's middle of January when I go when I go back to to work unless anything else crops up before then. So yeah, it's a big it's a big long stretch of time, and and it is genuinely the time of year where I'm like, right, approaching this this period, maybe I'll start a new game project. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll get back into um, get back into Game Maker, and then I think no. 
I'll watch I'll watch only fools and horses and I'll uh, have a have Mrs. a rest. Brown's boys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um so we're a video game radio show. It's just me and you today, I assume. Yeah, sorry. 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 It's been, it's just I just Yeah, it's been so it was my birthday on, on Tuesday, right? We're recording this on Sunday. It was my birthday on mm. Tuesday. It already feels like a whole year ago. I just don't know where time has gone. I've done nothing. Yeah. I've gone nowhere and I've not organised a guest. Did you see that email we had inviting themselves on to be a guest? Probably. Again, that's... Where, it was an email and they said, oh, um, dear Steve, Simon and Anne. Oh, and the way that was addressed, yeah. I thought... They, they they implied they were listening to the show and really enjoying it, but I was like, mm, oh, I did on see sabbatical that. at the moment. I did, yeah, I did see that because um, the opening paragraph was was really gushing, wasn't it? And I'm like, yeah, you don't listen, do you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the giveaway for me. I was like, you wouldn't be saying these nice things if you really knew us. Uh, all yes. right, shall we? So it is, it is <laughs> no just guess. us two. Uh, no guests. Maybe next week. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I did say to uh, my wife this morning, actually, something we were talking about, was it last week or the week before? I said, uh, again, because I was thinking that I was thinking that our next guest would probably be Charles Cecil. And then I thought, oh, it's going to take ages explaining to him how to do this. <laughs> like, like, you know, how to set up Audacity, um, only uh, record your microphone. I thought, oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a drama. I will, I, I will do it. But I was but, thinking of him this morning when, because um, Dave Prowse died, didn't he? And I he thought did. some someone, well, if it wasn't lockdown, some 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 house guest of Charles had <laughs> <laughs> it shouted <laughs> through the spare room door this morning. Darth Vader's dead. <laughs> well let's get let's get Charles on very very soon and see whose death he can announce uh, right we're a video game radio show it's time for our video game radio news Right, uh, I had a quick look on Gama Sutra. I couldn't see much. We're in that kind of post-launch lull. I think we had the Xbox out the week before last and PS5 out last week. Uh, the best I can see on the front page of Gama Sutra right now is that Fall Guys developer Mediatonic have opened a new UK studio. Have they? Uh, which is good news for them and good news for the uh, for the games industry in the UK as well. They've done very well out of that game, haven't they? Front page of the Sunday Times today, apparently. How's that? For what just reason? A, just a news story about it being popular. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, the uh, I'll have to uh, sum it up, probably not accurately, but the gist of the story was, oh, you know, people are playing lots of games at the moment and they're all playing for this one because it's funny and it's cheering them up and it's been a huge success. Mm. Front page of the Times. Uh, sold 10 million copies on Steam within two months of launch, and it broke records as the most downloaded PlayStation Plus title in history. Um, publisher Devolver Digital have big plans for the franchise, it says here, and recently hired a head of licensing to help put Fall Guys on the licensing map. Um, so yeah, all going good for them. Have you played it? I have played it, yeah. I find it very difficult to play it with an open mind because I am very jealous of it. Mm. So um, mm. I fired it up uh, begrudgingly, sort of went, huh? and then and then and then I decided it was rubbish. I mean, it isn't <laughs> obviously, but I decided obviously. that it is. Uh, and then, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> and then I refunded it on Steam, and that's the truth. So. Perfect, <laughs> perfect, Simon. Uh, so I, I did a talk um, on, at Nordic Game this this week. It was about confessions. Maybe we'll talk a bit more about that we later. Should in the do, show. We should do. We should do. But yeah. part of part of the talk uh, was I, I, I listed the, all the sins I've committed in the games industry, and I, I ran through the seven deadly sins. And when I got to when I was sort of sketching out what my answers were going to be to each of these beforehand, I got to envy, and I was like. What games am I envious of recently? Well, pretty much all of them. <laughs> like every, every single game that comes out, I play and go, oh, F you guys. 
Like, <laughs> close it down, refund it on Steam. Perfect, perfect. They say um, never let your job, your hobby become your job, but look, look at what's happened to us. <laughs> We're just envious of all games, aren't we? <laughs> it's not our job, it's a burden. <laughs> um, Eurogamer, right. Uh, eBay issues warning to scammers selling photos of PS5s. Uh, since the PS5 went on sale, people have flooded auction sites such as eBay with misleading listings. And one of the more prominent of these involves the sale of a photo of the console, masquerading as the console itself. One eBay mm. user contacted Eurogame to say they had talked to eBay customer support to flag the issue of people bidding on photos of a PS5, thinking they were bidding on the console after nearly falling for the scams themselves. I had a look uh, on eBay uh, to clarify this story. Um, and, uh, yeah, I w- so yeah, people are clearly being naughty. Um, mm. but it does say you are bidding for the photo. It does say it that. Does I've say seen that. people yeah. selling the boxes as well, like PlayStation 5 packaging, you know, or PlayStation 5 only packaging or PlayStation 5 box, um, which you would think, uh, like rationally, you would look at it and you'd be like, okay, how could anyone make that mistake? But it's Christmas, people are panicking, you know, uh, they may just quickly search for the things and just put reserve bids, you know, I'll just put a low bid in 300, see if anyone misses this. And then they win it and they're delighted and then it turns out they've bid for the wrong thing. I was wondering whether anyone deliberately buys the packaging to, to for Christmas pranks. Uh, oh, mean-spirited yeah. pranking. <laughs> That's quite the prank by uh, buying the packaging and paying more than you would do for the for the contents of it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, if you can't get hold of one though, if you can't get hold of an actual PS Five, you I need suppose. the packaging to to fully break the heart of your child. Um, maybe it's worth the six hundred quid you're paying for it. So, who knows? Who knows? I bought um, a. A key for Assassin's Creed Valhalla off eBay last mm-hmm. week. Um, that was a rigmarole. I, um, yeah, so it was, uh, so lots of people are selling um, offline accounts. So these are um, Ubisoft Connect accounts that uh, they give you the name and the password for. You can't go online with them, but it, it contains the game that you're buying. Um, okay. So I didn't want that because I wanted it in my library, didn't I? So I, I sifted through them. I paid £38 for an Assassin's Creed Valhalla Ubisoft Connect code. Um, did that. Uh, I was then requested to send a photo of my passport driving license or recent <laughs> utility bill because there were a lot okay. of scammers on eBay apparently. And I'm like, okay, well, I've, I bought it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to send my passport, am I? And I'm not going to send my driver license. Fortunately, I'm in uh, rented accommodation at the moment. Uh, and Affinity Water just dropped a bill for literally dropped, dropped that as I was looking at it, a bill came through my letterbox. So I, I <laughs> this took is a all a bit Charles Cecil adventure game at this point. <laughs> uh, I took a photo of that, emailed it off, uh, and was then, you know, very promptly, five stars, A, a would buy again, very promptly uh, mm-hmm. sent a code. Not an Ubisoft Connect code, though. Oh, I had to go to a third uh, party site. Um, which one was it? Uh, let me see if I can quickly pull it up. Uh, here we go. Order update. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I needed to go uh, to a Karma. It was basically a promo code that you got if you bought a telly. I think it was a, a Samsung website. Ah. So I put my code into the Samsung website and it then uh, gave me uh, a code for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 38 Perfect. pounds. Perfect. Smooth. Not, not a online. photo of it. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it took the long way around there and I wonder why I just didn't get the, the first, yeah, the original code. It's Anyway, something's going on. Someone's made some money. Um, but I can categorically tell you that Ubisoft didn't. <laughs> so hold on, are you allowed to play that game does that game have an online online component? I mean, or is it offline only? I guess it's a single player offline game, right? As far as I know, yeah, I've not played multiplayer. Yeah, okay. yeah. but what they mean is that you can't have the um, the Ubisoft Connect account online, like registering, like syncing your cloud saves um, or registering okay. your achievements, that sort of stuff. All right, fair enough. I, I don't need it because okay. I also don't have the game. 
Um, but yeah, all right, very good. Um, here's when the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is slated to release. Say you're a gamer. Uh, production is scheduled to kick off in March 2021. Will wrap up by 10th of May 2021 and will be tentatively released. No, I mean that's not what it means. Tentative release date. <laughs> They'll probably be quite quite cautious about the release because you never know, do you? Uh, on 8th of April 2022, uh, in time, hopefully, for cinemas to be COVID secure again. Is that good news? I didn't mind uh, the first film. I thought it was okay. Admittedly, I had very low expectations going into mm-hmm. it, uh, and for that reason, it was uh, it was it was all right. Mm. There's a, I've seen um, conspiracy theories that say all of that stuff with the with the terrible model of Sonic at the start was all a marketing gimmick. Got people to pay attention. They'd always intended to fix it. Do you believe that? No, that's the first time I've heard of it, and no is the... Uh, okay. Um, I don't believe it either. Okay. So, <laughs> so we're on the same page. Glad I brought it up, just to clarify that. I haven't seen it yet, uh, yeah, but I've heard similar things. People going, yeah, it's not as mortifying as I thought it would be. It's fine. I'm never going to watch it again. Isn't it um, because of, you know, what's happened this year? Isn't it like the second, or the first or second highest grossing film this year, isn't it? Well, it says here it uh, actually did pretty well, says uh, Eurogamer contributor Vicky Blake. Generated £76.6 million on its first weekend, making it the best ever opening weekend for a video game adaptation. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's, <laughs> I guess, what with them not releasing any other movies this year, they're sort of uh, limited on what movies they can greenlight sequels for, so it's all worked in Sonic's favour. Good, all right. Well, I'll see you there with popcorn and uh, overpriced soda. Um, April 22nd, 2022. That'd be nice. I would, you know what? I would go out and see that if that was given... Every, you know, I'd, I'd go out and see anything at the moment. Well, yeah, right now. <laughs> uh, Video Games Chronicles writes, Amazon cuts ties with Driver, allegedly caught failing to deliver a PS5. CCTV footage appears to show worker handling package before driving off. Um, Tom Ivan writes, Amazon says it's no longer working with the delivery driver who was allegedly caught on camera failing to deliver a PlayStation 5 console. Uh, the footage appears to the driver who was working for an independent delivery company getting out of his vehicle to deliver parcels to Bychester, uh, UK-based Jenny Walker on November the 19th, PS5 launch day in Europe, and her son's 16th birthday. However... Like many other animals and customers, Walker didn't receive her son's PS5 as expected on that day. In, be- in between his deliveries, the driver is seen handling what appears to be a PS5-shaped box before putting it back in his van and later driving off. Uh, so, yeah, to, uh, they went to the local uh, newspaper. Uh, this is me talking now rather than Video Games Chronicles, so they've got much higher standards than <laughs> this <laughs> verbally delivered news story. Um, uh, yeah, and now... Uh, He'd have to be driving a lorry, wouldn't he? I mean, the, this story seems written in quite vague terms to me. Handling a parcel is what the driver's intended <laughs> to do, right? Like, at some point he has to deliver it, which, unless Amazon is all robots now, I don't know, um, means that he's got to get it out of his his lorry. Um, yes, but I think he got it out, put it back in. I mean, it's obvious that he did it, but for um, legal reasons... <laughs> they clearly don't apply to us. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I haven't named him. Um, <laughs> it's obvious that someone did it. Someone did which it, Which exactly. may or may not be the person That's right, count who we're referring exactly. to. No idea. Um, now. Uh, to clarify. To clarify. We don't know if they did it or even if it was a PS5. Um, I'm just wondering if you can guess. Um, so uh, Becky, is that her name? Uh, sorry, Jenny Walker. Um uh, tweeted about this. Just wondered if you could guess who she is included in the tweet. Who she's added yeah. in there. So she says, As Amazon driver delivering, in inverted commas, i.e. scanning them, putting back in the van, my son's PS5 on launch day, which was also his 16th birthday. Uh, Richard Walker photo. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> his Twitter name is at DickyDub. Okay. <laughs> so this so, is the person whose who's PS5 has... has- yeah, you know, I, I don't know. This allegedly is, been nicked. Yeah, but anyway, uh, this tweet has added some other people. Who would you at, Steve, to get get to the bottom of this? Well, it's got, it's got to be Morgan, right? 
Piers. Really? Okay. I don't know. People just always CC him into uh, everything because he's got a mouth on him and he'll say anything. True. Um, uh, you'd you'd presumably you'd at Amazon. You'd, Amazon you'd UK. Tag them yep, in correct. Because you wouldn't want you wouldn't then want them to get the negative publicity. Nope. And you'd get a uh, you'd get a tweet immediately back, yep. signed by two initials. Exactly. Saying, hey, what seems to be the problem? How can I help? Add me, and we'll take it to DM. Uh, so um, you've got four more four more ads. Come on. Well, Sony. Yeah, Sony UK, yes. Just in case they'll give you a free PS5, yep. go, this is terrible publicity, right? Perfect. Yep. I'm going to go, um, give you the other one that's related to that. Okay. PlayStation UK. Right, okay. Uh, then um, it also looks like they've tagged it. I'm not sure. Who, yeah, you probably won't get at Bex Electric. Don't know what that is. Who's that? I don't know. There's um, one, one more. Maybe uh, Her Majesty's Prisons. <laughs> <laughs> not quite Police. not quite worse uh, or, uh, Jeff, what, Je- uh, Jeff Bezos straight to the top really? straight, straight to the top, to the top. <laughs> <laughs> might as well might as well yeah exactly <laughs> good good Twitter form there uh, Eurogamer also right Yuri Geller has apologised for his Pokemon dispute and says it's up to Nintendo to bring Kadabra back he is truly sorry for what he did 20 years ago. Wow. Uh, the story begins, Yuri Geller has finally U-turned on his decision to prevent Nintendo from using Pokemon Kadabra, saying he continues to get tremendous volumes of emails about it and is truly sorry uh, for the dispute that flared up 20 years ago. Uh, Geller mounted a legal battle after he alleged the Pokemon used his likeness. <laughs> he particularly took issue that the Pokemon was an evil occult Pokemon character uh, and fought to prevent Nintendo from using it. That tells you a lot about how he views himself, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> well, you think you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes, I remember one of our friends, Owen Benelak, said some, said the thing that hurts us the most is when you're, you're insulted and it feels a bit true. Right. If it cuts, cuts a bit too close and you're outraged, but at the same time, you think, maybe, maybe they're right. Um, it's also... Uh, it's also, you know, 20 years at least after Yuri Geller was front page news, isn't right. it? So that, it was a good way of... That was the thing that made me laugh about that news story. So it's Yuri Geller, finally. Whoever authored that piece on Eurogamer, on Eurogamer, do you think they have been waiting there? Like every day, every day it's a new day, they jump out of bed. Is he going to do it today? Is he going to finally apologise? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has is, he is tweeted uh, in a story that you know, tags in a news story about this. It says, I am truly sorry for what I did 20 years ago. Kids and grown-ups, I am releasing the ban. It's now all up to hashtag Nintendo <laughs> to bring my hashtag Kadabra, hashtag Pokemon card back. It will probably be one of the rarest cards now. Much love and energy to all. Exclamation mark. Yorigalamuseum.com Well, he should have added Jeff Bezos, shouldn't he? absolutely good uh i do have one more news story but i'm probably gonna i'm gonna talk about it after the news steve oh break the format simon i love it Mm. i love it all right good thanks simon one life left video game news with
All right, welcome back. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. I assume there's music playing in the background, and I also assume it's taken from chipmusic.org. That's where we take most of our music from. You won't be able to tell what it is right now. I can't tell you that because I don't know, but... The name of the artist and the track will be in our show notes, which are on www.onelifeleft.com. That's where you can hear our podcast if you're listening to this on Resonance 104.4 FM, the radio station on which we broadcast in London. Simon, Hmm. you had another news story for us. Well, you know all the hoo-ha about um, Epic and Apple going at each other um, Mm. and Apple has thrown Fortnite off the App Store. Well, uh, this week, um, GeForce Now uh, has, um, which was also um, not uh, not available on uh, on Apple, GeForce Now has launched a browser-based version, which you can now access from your iPhones. Uh, so, GeForce Now is a games games streaming technology uh, like Stadia and like Xbox Game Pass cloud version. Um, and this is the way that you can play uh, Fortnite on your iPhone. Right. Okay. Uh, oh, but, 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 sorry. Actually, sorry, Steve. Apologies. I said I'd, I'd have another news story. I'm confusing too. Sorry. Epic is planning on bringing Fortnite back um, onto iPhone via streaming. Um, NVIDIA has got this app onto iPhone via the browser, and that suggests suggested what Microsoft intends to do with um, Game Pass as well, because uh, Apple won't let any of these game streaming services um, have native apps on their devices. Mm. This isn't relevant to me because I've got um, an Android phone, obviously. I've got... uh, I'm not um, operating within that particular walled garden. I'm not cool enough to have an iPhone. But it is relevant to me because, as promised a few uh, weeks ago, I have gone all in on mobile phone game streaming. Uh, For my birthday, my father-in-law got me the Razer Kishi Android controller that slots onto either end of your... um, your phone, uh, and turns it, mm-hmm. assuming that you've got a decent web connection, into a next-generation console or high-end PC. So I've been playing around with it quite a lot this week, and um, I have to say, it's pretty good. I've played Stadia, mm-hmm. um, I've played The Division, uh, Division 2, and Borderlands on that, it was all right. I played um, Xbox uh, um, Game Pass, uh, Minecraft Dungeons. And on GeForce Now, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my mobile phone. Now, um, obviously, going from uh, ray tracing on a on a fourteen inch uh, PC laptop or on a bigger TV, it's not quite the same experience. But I do have to say, for these games that are, that often feature busy work, it's the perfect way mm-hmm. to do it while you're watching TV. Well, that's what I was about to ask, because for me, this is a device that's built for commuting, right? You have your phone with you anyway. Uh, all you do is you have to put your, what's it called, kishi? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, into, into your briefcase <laughs> as you set off in the morning. And then on the train, unclip it, pop out your kishi, put your phone in, and then suddenly you've got a perfect commuting device. But of course, none of us are going anywhere. We're not going right anywhere now. at all. So, well, it's also tricky. What are the circumstances that you use this under? Well, uh, so it's sat watching TV when you can't be bothered to go and boot up your PC. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's, that's pretty decent. Um, I think you'd struggle to use it on a train, of course, because you need to be connected to the internet all the time. Because uh, cool. you're streaming the video to your handsets in all of these uh, apps. Right, of course. Um, but... Uh, being able to to just sort of sync your game save with your main PC one as you or, or you know similarly on Stadia as well, just pick up your progress as you go. It's really good. Now this is all building up towards me play, me being able to play Cyberpunk forever, whenever. Um, <laughs> and, and so that's that's why I've been moving in this direction because I am going all in on cyberpunk um and i just wanted that 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 option to carry on playing and particularly like if there are any side quests or, or busy things you can be doing this streaming stuff absolutely fantastic thoroughly recommended what? seven out of ten when's cyberpunk out december the 10th Steve. okay that's quite soon it's very isn't soon it? it's a week Two after weeks-ish. next wow okay 
uh, how how many weeks are you going to review it? For? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I'm guessing that the listeners will hope that we're off air for Christmas. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I also did. Um, uh, so I've, I've I, I, and again, just goes to show how these things can shape what you're going to be doing. Because um, uh, I was going to buy the Steam version because uh, Nvidia had come out and said that the Steam version of Cyberpunk was going to be supported by GeForce Now. Like, cool, I'll do that. I'll do that. Do that. Good old games said um, last week that actually their version was going to be supported. So I bought that one instead. Wait, I thought, oh no, you had nearly yes. bought the Stadia version. I remember. Well, course. there was a Stadia version. And then, yeah, I almost bought the Steam version. But actually, I've, I've mm-hmm. uh, bought it from yeah. GOG. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. <laughs> definitely had a couple this week didn't we we did uh do you have one in front of you yes i do uh lawrence weir writes dear team and maybe ssg for the last two years my launch ps4 has been making noise of extreme distress whenever i attempt to strain it harder than streaming netflix therefore i decided it was time to invalidate the warranty open it up and blow the dust out of the fan I now have my Whisper Quiet console back, and that has delayed my desire uh, to fork out on new consoles for the time being. My question is, how on earth will this problem ever be solved? Gaming PC owners are generally able to do this without affecting warranties, however dust will always be a problem, and if the new Xbox is generating heat at the level people say, it'll only be a few months before it's blowing smouldering dust vapour into your living room. I fully accept the heat management systems of new consoles are much better than they used to be, but that's because it's required to deal with the more power-hungry CPUs. Any thoughts? Love the show. Lawrence. Some guy on Reddit uh, this week posted, um, he showed that he'd taken the back off his um, Asus Zavirus G14 laptop, which is a laptop I rock these days. Um, he'd only been running it for a couple of months. It was disgusting. It looked like the sort of thing that you'd see on an ITV uh, real-life um, uh, documentary where they go, these sort of places where people don't ever clean their houses. Um, it was embarrassing. But he'd only been running it for two months and everybody was outraged, actually going, God, blur. Um, which made me wonder what, what the insides of my laptop are um, like when I've been running well the, the one I'm talking to you at the moment the one that Dexter plays is uh, three years old and I've never taken it apart um, yeah I didn't realise it was a thing and then of course all of the PC nerds on Reddit were going well you know did you reapply your thermal paste that was the first time I've ever heard of thermal paste um, so yeah I don't know I don't know what you do about it but equally it's not been a problem for me I don't think I don't think I've ever had that problem either with my consoles. Maybe, Lawrence, maybe you've just got a really <laughs> dusty home. Do you live in a tomb? A pyramid? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I Perhaps also, I just don't notice things getting louder. Perhaps we're not as diligent as Lawrence. That seems more likely. Potentially. Then then there was all chat about how actually do you clean this stuff off, right? Because... Um, some people said that you should use compressed air. No, says says other person on the internet, and that's going to damage okay. your blades. Someone said that they vacuum it out. Don't do that ever, said another person on the internet, because you'll um, you'll short your um, your motherboard or something. Which again was. Um, have you ever used compressed air? I don't think I have, Steve. It sounds like you're asking whether I've done drugs. <laughs> Uh, Is that what you're all doing, you young people? I've got a can. Have you? I've got a can in in cupboard just across that. I could get it out and show you if you want. What do you use it for? Uh, Like cleaning stuff sometimes. Cleaning keyboards and things. It makes me feel like a prince. You're buying air. Like it's like, it just I'm like you know. Well, I'm an adult now. I've got money. I can afford to pay for air. Like, don't just need to blow on a keyboard. I get. I get a little robot to do it for me. How many me. cans have you ever owned? Loose definition of a robot. Uh, like, have you run out of air? Not knowingly. I would guess 
if uh, if you were if you were holding a gun to my head, which I'm not, and you said you've got to get this right, this was a saw-like movie based around things you've owned. Uh, I would say two. I reckon I've okay. owned two. I probably had one, and then I probably lost it. And I thought, ah, oh, but I enjoyed the feeling <laughs> of using that air. I'll get another, uh, and it's right well, here. It's right across the way. You'll be buying water next. <laughs> Robert Wells writes, "Hello, team. Hello, SSG." I've been reading about how the Video Game History Foundation has emulated an old VR game to modern hardware. That would be impressive anyway, but it's an unreleased game made for an unreleased system, and that unreleased system has no available hardware to look at. Sega VR was to be the VR helmet accessory for the Sega Mega Drive stroke Genesis, pulled late in the day probably because it caused nausea. When the Video Game History Foundation sourced a CD with the source code for Nuclear Rush, Rich Whitehouse managed to compile it to run on a Genesis emulator, work out what input the game was expecting from the headset, and then emulate that input from the output of the HTC Vive. We now have a brand new 25-year-old VR game. Was there ever a report in a magazine or a stand at a con that thrilled you, only for that game to never be released? What would you bring back if you could? Pip-Pip Roberts. Well, I've been reading... so. <laughs> As usual with One Life Less letters, we get a letter about something and uh, then we think, how can I tangent this into something that I can talk about? Um, To deal with Robert's question first, I have been uh, talking about um, VR recently with some people and recalling the very first generation of VR... Uh, or at least the first generation I can remember when VR momentarily in the mid-90s appeared in arcades and Craig Charles ran Cyberzone on BBC what? TV <laughs> and tried to try to make a Wooga a thing. Uh, so did you do you remember this? Do you remember any I of these do, games yes. that existed um, back then? Did you ever play any of them? No, I remember them down the Trocadero uh, and I remember them being more expensive than uh, the other games to play. I don't think I ever did. So um, when I was researching this, uh, I saw some footage of one, and it was based around it's called Dactyl Nightmare by a company called Virtuality, and it was a four-player uh, first-person shooter um, where you would move slowly around this environment and uh, shoot your friends. But oh my goodness, it! I mean, obviously it's dated; it's twenty-five years old. But compared to the FPSs you play now, it's like it, it's genuinely comical, like these people just slowly crawling up to each other and moving their arms towards and, and it's all flat-shaded polys uh, with pterodactyls flying around. Um, I remember being really awed by that stuff at the time and obviously awed by Cray Charles shouting a wooga as well. And I do, like this is, the, I do vaguely remember the announcements that the Mega Drive was going to get a... A headset. I hadn't remembered it until today, until uh, I heard you read out that letter from Robert. Do you? I don't know. It was literally news to me as yeah. I was reading it out. Completely forgotten about it. But I'm remembering it via, you know, not most video game history now is stuff that I've uh, learned about since joining the video game history, or not learned about, but but talked about with friends. And this is like a weird piece of history that I can only remember through the lens of being a child, through probably seeing it as like a box out in Games Master or something like that. Uh, that there is a uh, that there's a headset coming from the Mega Drive. It's giving me weird feelings of being on the cusp of the future, age, you know, twelve or whatever. Well, it's a, well, um, it's, it's, I, I, yeah. I guess you've forgotten about it because you've just been suppressing the disappointment. I suppose so. Uh, yeah, can you think of anything that was was advertised and never arrived? No, the, the one I don't know whether I'm allowed to talk about this, or even if you were there at the time. But what was the story with that Edge Cover game that never came out from Sony? EXO, I think it was. I do remember that. Well, uh, I'm not the one to ask. David McCarthy <laughs> wrote he? that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they, that that I think that was David or Joao. It wasn't okay. me. But that was a game that was so front cover of Edge, know. never came out. There's probably quite a few that hit the front cover of Edge, because Edge tended to get the early, you know, uh, early exclusive on on games, uh, for better or worse. And I imagine there's there's a list of things. Yeah, if you're out there, uh, Exo team. Spill the beans. It's probably, your NDAs will have expired. The other thing I was going to say is it's been... Um, it's been quite a week for old games being resurrected because I saw that someone has 
one of these teams of people on the internet who have loads of time and a passion for resurrecting stuff like this have cracked um, a series of arcade cabinets called the, I think, Atomus Wave cabinets. And these are cabinets that ran on Dreamcast architecture. Um, And that means that by cracking them and releasing the games that had been built for that software... Uh, and being able to now port them very easily to the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast has had, I think, 25 new games released for it this wow. week. Uh, none of which I'll ever play, but somehow it's I'm nice still excited that can, isn't about it? that. <laughs> yeah. Someday. Good. All right. Thank you both for your letters. Uh, please do keep them coming in. That's you two and other listeners um, by emailing team at onelifeleft.com. All right, we're back. We are still One Life Left, a video game radio show broadcasting on Resonance 104.4 FM. I was about to say live because I'm still so used to saying live on Resonance 104.4 FM. Of course, this isn't live. It's pre-recorded and Simon and I are still not allowed to be in the same room. We're not, are we? Except for business meetings. We could have a business... Mm. I suppose this is is business, isn't it? One life left limited. And we're both in the same tier now, aren't we? I, you know, I was feeling quite smug before lockdown because I was in tier one and you lot in London, dirty mm. tier two people. Uh, but now they've, they've put mm. us all together. Well, otherwise, we're, we're going to have to go to the Isle of Wight, aren't we? Um, tell us about your talk then, Steve. So it was Nordic Game uh, this week. Now, Nordic Game typically happens once a year uh, in May, and usually One Life Left or Marioki at least are there. Um, this year, well, May fell just as COVID was getting super, super serious and everything was massively locked down, so there was no chance of that happening. But they did a digital edition, and they enjoyed it so much, they planned another one for November, which has just happened. And they asked me a couple of weeks ago if I uh, wanted to do something. And... I didn't really have have the time or, honestly, the energy to write one of my big talks uh, this year. Um, and kind of they only really work when you've got a live audience um, and I'm on a stage. So earlier this year, the first Nordic game, I toured people around my Animal Crossing <laughs> village. I did a, little, uh, did a little sort of walking tour 
of my Animal Crossing uh, village and then sat down. I've I've built a cricket field uh, in part of it. Sat down, sat down at a ben- bench outside the boundary and read a short talk that I've written about games and cricket. Um, so that was very very easy for me to do and kind of nice, but I couldn't just reprise that because um, honestly, by now my village is overgrown with weeds and I've only got one story about cricket. So I had to think of something new to do. Thought about touring people around Yakuza. Uh, thought that would get inappropriate pretty quickly. Decided against that. And instead, uh, ran a few ideas past Jakob. And the one he picked uh, was a thing called True Confessions, where what I would do was solicit confessions from people in the video game industry via an anonymous Google form. Um, and I would uh, then read them out. And I wouldn't plan what I was going to say, so I would read them out and I would respond to them live on stage. I would absolve them of their <laughs> sins. I would say, I forgive you. Uh, which is obviously quite risky because I didn't know what the sins were going to be, but I did promise to forgive them. Uh, I would forgive them and I would say, you know, these. this is why this sin should be forgiven. This is what I thought about this and this and this and this is where the conversation would lead. Of course, there was something like slightly risky about this, which was, I had no idea whether anyone was going to reply. And indeed, I think I mentioned that last week, right? The, uh, the first thing that happened when I posted it up there was someone said, why do you want these stories? What are you going to do with them? Are you trying to get me fired? Uh, they must have done something pretty bad, though, if they, if they thought this was your honey trap. This was all about them. You'll never <laughs> pin me I down. Didn't do it. I didn't do Won't it. Don't catch me alive. Diving out of their window as they read the Facebook message. Uh, but no, um, so I, I was like, I'm not going to worry about this because my secret plan was I would check it um, the night before and if there was nothing there or if it was all nonsense, uh, then I'd just, I'd just write a list of my own sims, sins and quickly, uh, quickly sort of sum them up and then confess them all the next day and pretend they were other right. people's. Which, oh, would be, which would be Stephen? That would is be a writing. sin in itself. You'd be committing what? a sin live and on then, stage. Well, that's it. The uh, final right. one was ah. going to be that payoff, right? Um, but luckily, I didn't have to do that because I got uh, a few dozen confessions, and they were, you know, range of things from uh, really, really uh, light-hearted. Uh, you know, the, and the, the trivial uh, sort of stuff like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I've been drinking all the milk in the office fridge, and I genuinely feel guilty about it. But I don't know how to stop. I constantly forget to buy milk, and and you know, properly uh, serious serious stuff as well. Um, we had uh, there was a woman who wrote in who said she'd been, you know, inappropriately approached by a guy at a party, and she felt really really guilty because she hadn't called him out. Um, at the time and uh, she feared that he'd gone on to do that uh, to other women and she felt guilty about that for years um, so a full range of, of all kinds of things and it was really really uh, at least from my point of view genuinely interesting session to uh, present because I had to constantly think about these things and think about how they made me feel but I think from the reaction I got at least from the audience it was interesting to everyone else as well because there was a lot of identifying with the things big and small that other people were confessing, um, which at the same time allowed, I think, <laughs> I think other people by proxy an opportunity to get those off their chest as well. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the other thing is that I built into the into the sort of summary of the talk. I added that if it went well, then Jakob would build me a real life <laughs> confession box for next year's Nordic game. Uh, in in person in May, so hopefully that's what's going to happen. I'm going to have a, a literal confession booth. Uh, in Did Malmö. you have to be there to see it, or is it online at all? So it's. Uh, I believe you had to be there. I typically ask uh, Nordic not to put my stuff online. I did ask them to not put my stuff online for uh, the earlier talk, the Animal Crossing <laughs> one, because I was faintly embarrassed about it, and also because I always ask them to. And then they uh, they ignored that and put it online anyway. Um, from which I've had a couple well, of there you go. So, so, so basically, um, I'm going to ask them to not put it online. They'll probably ignore me and please offer me a job. 
the end. Excellent. It reminds me actually of uh, do, you know um, not doing the job you're being paid to do properly. Um, I, I just uploaded an MSN conversation between you and me for a develop column once, didn't I? I we were was did do that. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Anyway, if, only, you. if only Thanks I was that. actually paid for them. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Right, should we crack on with All the right. reviews? Well, <laughs> I haven't been playing much this week, so I'll go first. I've been playing Yakuza, but what? something happened. I got beaten up. Wow. Which, which really surprised me, because I've, I've mostly been enjoying the side quests. Uh, which means sort of just ambling around the town, finding cats and beating up the random encounters that you have around the town. And I've been doing all of the side quests and I did a bit of the dungeon exploring part, none of which moves the main plot on, um, which is fine because that's the stuff I find charming and find interesting and I can kind of do idly while I'm doing something else as well. Um, and that means I, I, for most of the plot, I've been very leveled up, right? So the plot has been moderately challenging but I've never had to do a mission twice never really felt like I was gonna uh, gonna get beaten up and then I did get beaten up not in the main mission thing but I've pushed the plot to a point where I guess I've hit a whole new phase of the game all of the random encounter enemies have leveled up they're different types of enemies I came across a superhero or at least a guy pretending to be a superhero he beat me up is that what superheroes do? and I apparently this guy did just beat me up. I suppose I am a gangster, and I seem to have no problem in just beating random... I mean, mostly the way Yakuza works is these side quests are like, you go to talk to someone and they're like, oh, I'm really sad because of this. And then you go and talk to someone else and you beat someone else up. And then you beat someone else up and then you go back to the first person and they go, oh, <laughs> I'm fine now. Here, have a have a piece of cloth that does something. Um, that Yeah, so it's mostly about fighting. Anyway, the point of all of this is that I, uh, I I beat someone up. Oh, sorry, I got beaten up and immediately quit the game because wow. I was annoyed. Wow. I rage quit. I, I hit Alt F4. I was just like, I'm not having this. I haven't gone wow. back to it yet. I haven't gone back to it since. So I think there's a fair chance that's it for me and Yakuza. It usually just takes a moment like that for uh, the spell to be broken for me and just... Yeah, I, I just like, oh, well, I've got plenty of other things to play. I can move on, and kind of that's the story uh, I've written, right? This guy's going through the quest. Everything seems fine. Um, and it looks like he's heading towards a dramatic resolution with the big boss. But instead, he just gets beaten up by a random no-mark superhero in a back alley somewhere. And that's the end of his game. The end. Blimey. So oh, well, I, that's a sh- I mean, I'm surprised. Um, you know, I was expecting you to, I was expecting you and us to see this through to the very bitter end, and are you just going to leave it on a cliffhanger like that? I, I'm not certain. What I'll probably do tonight is I, uh, after everyone in the house has gone to bed and I'm in my gaming time, I'll have a look on Steam and see if there's anything else. I do quite fancy that Assassin's Creed that you've got as well. I've seen people saying really yeah. good things about it. So. Uh, I'll see whether I can be bothered going through another six-hour tutorial of an open-world game, and if I can't, then I might go back into Yakuza because the rage has calmed down. So I'll just avoid that, dude. Well, let me tell you about Assassin's Creed Valhalla, then, Steve. Shall I? I um, in its Please early do. stages, I was. Kate said, "She said, oh, you know, so, so, so what's this one about then?'" I thought it was Vikings. Or, okay, I said, "Well, uh, the impression that I get is that it's effectively Breath of the Wild meets Skyrim," and she said. That sounds like the best game ever, and I'm like, God, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Blind me, right? I'm gonna, yeah, I was even more excited. So I, so I played three and a half hours. It's a, it's an Assassin's Creed game. I don't know what is happening in Assassin's Creed now. Why? Um, like, I bounced off um, Assassin's Creed Origins. That was. Th- that was just too much RPG side quest stuff. Didn't really know, you know, what to do. Felt quite unfocused. It was beautiful, but um, not not for me. I bought Odyssey, but never played it. Um, and then, um, but I, I've got, you know, what what they're doing is jumping around these periods of history or fantasy in the cases of uh, Origins. 
So now we're now we're Vikings, right? And you know, no one buys Assassin's Creed for the the stupid modern bits that they that they that they do. And so I was delighted uh, when you just start off as a as a Viking child uh, straight into it, and it's you know it's got it's got a pretty uh, pretty brutal opening. Um, and actually, you know, didn't really feel like too much of a tutorial in its early stages. Beautiful, snowy um, uh, locales, very, very bleak. Um, and you're sort of very quickly getting into the action. Then you're on a long boat, you're sailing around and that's all cool. It's got the bird, which is a, a um, I forget which Assassin's Creed that they'd introduced it in, where you you can call a bird and do a scope out the terrain from above, and it's rubbish. And I, I wish whichever game it was um, hadn't introduced that because I don't see the need for it. Anyway, so it's fine, and I've got through the first sort of plot bit, and it looks like that there are some serious choices that I've already made um, that may influence what happens next. And so uh, we're sailing off to England to start a um, a new settlement there. All great. So that's, you know, like the opening uh, prologue. The um, off we sail, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla logo fades in because you know what game, the games do that now, don't they? So let you play it and then they go, this mm-hmm. is what you're playing. <laughs> and then it comes to modern day... Oh, you're in the Animus. Oh, no. Danny Wallace pops up again, being that annoying character. And I'm like, oh, really? Now, admittedly, that bit is only five minutes, right? It's certainly not the most offensive of those. But there is no need for it whatsoever. And now it's been introduced. I'm like, oh. how many more of these going to be? I might stop playing it. I'd prefer to be beaten up by a fake yeah. su- superhero. Thank you. Do you think someone really needs to just take Ubisoft to one side and tell them that no one cares like no one yes, wants those they, bits they do I mean to be fair people have had to take Ubisoft to one side quite a lot this year <laughs> so ad- admittedly this is low priority <laughs> but yes but while you're having one meeting just at the end of your- <laughs> and another thing, why you So yes, uh, seven out of ten, yeah. very pretty, but that bit's just uh, really annoyed me. Fantastic. All right, good. Well, I'll have played something new by next week. I absolutely promise that. Even if I do go back into uh, Yakuza, I'm are not, you playing no, Yakuza? I'm not playing. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not no, going to play okay. something for eight hours before it gets good. No, I'm, I've just unwrapped no, uh, final birthday present given to me by Dexter. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 on the Switch. I already own, I can already play Ooh. it on Game Pass and I already own it on Steam. I've never played it, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna play it on the Switch. So look forward to that next week. Yeah. Yeah, I see now. Alright. Fantastic. That's it. I think, that's it, time. Isn't it? I think that's the right. show. Nice speaking All to you, Steve. Right. Absolutely lovely as ever. Uh thank you to everyone who's listened to this. We are One Life Left. Uh we're a podcast. Please tell your friends about us and also if you can tune into resonance 104.4 fm it's the best radio station in the world and it has loads of brilliant radio shows on it and ours goodbye that's it goodbye Goodbye. all right see you next week bye bye bye. bye.